Hey everyone, Kaprogman here. Did you know that we have a Patreon page? That's right, if you go to patreon.com slash wafflingtailors, you can help support the show. It turns out the podcasts aren't free. I mean, they're free to download, but they're not really free to create, kind of, because you have to host them somewhere. Anyway, what we're after doing is we're after trying to make sure that we're fully funded. We're obviously doing this off of our own backs, and we are loving it, because it's loads of fun. But uh, you can help out if you want from as little as $1 a month, and if you do that, you get loads of bonus content. If you go there now, you'll see that there's already a whole bunch of bonus content for the $1 tier already. We're planning on releasing a bunch of bonus episodes under the $5 tier, except that we've got one coming up that is going to be under the $1 tier, just to see how you guys feel and what you think about it. So head over to patreon.com slash wafflingtailors and give us a look and uh, maybe help us out. See you later, Squidgy! See you later, Squidgy! Oh, hang on, Squidge. Let me just mm-hmm. mute this because I've got to just send an email. I know that my keyboard is right next to my microphone, so I don't want it. You know, I don't want it to give you lots of issues like that. So mm-hmm. just like, give me a second to mute this, and I'll uh, be right back. Okay. okay? Uh, uh, hello. Uh, oh. oh, fair enough. I feel like singing all by myself. Go on, Abby. And I'm back. Did I miss anything? No, not really. Just me being me. Fair enough. And welcome to the Waffling Tailors podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kaprokman, and with me, as always, is Squidgy. Say hello, Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. <laughs> Brilliant. But also with us this time, uh, we've got a, a special guest from all the way over in a different place. TM. It's unaffiliated Jay Z. How are you, Jay Z? Uh, hey, Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. Sorry about the awkward intro. <laughs> Ain't no awkwardness at all. That was brilliant. <laughs> oh, dear. If you think that's awkward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> oh, dear. I was after uh, setting the tone. <laughs> well, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to have to edit all of this. Anyway. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so, yes, with us this time is uh, Joe. Uh, Joe, do you mind if I mention the podcast that you run? That's not a big problem, nope, is it? Go That's for not it. Cause you an issue. Brilliant. Okay, so Joe is a good friend of mine from the Coding Blocks podcast. He's a pretty ace dude. They do an amazing podcast. You should check it out. If you are a developer and you're listening to this and you don't know about Coding Blocks, go check him out because it is fab. Well, thank you. I feel fab. There you go. Oh, well, there you go. Then. <laughs> you <are> fab. <laughs> Last time I felt a fab in the shop, I got threw out. So, for a little bit of context there, Jay-Z, um, obviously fab can be short for fabulous, but um, also in the UK there are a range of ice lollies called fab, and essentially it's, yeah, it's an ice, like an, uh, I guess you would call yeah, so you've got a popsicle stick and you've got um, a lump of ice on it, flavoured, I'm doing a really good job of describing it, lump of flavoured ice that is usually red in colour, I don't know whether it's supposed to taste like strawberry or not, then right on the end there's a layer, a thin layer of chocolate and then they dip that into I don't know whether you guys have this over here over there, hundreds and thousands, do you guys have hundreds that? Hundreds and thousands, no like yeah, sprinkles. They're like, 
Yeah, sprinkles, I guess. Uh, yeah, wow, you, you guys are you weird. We just have hamburgers and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Frozen ones on a, on a popsicle stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to go to Walmart for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I completely forgot what we were doing now. <laughs> uh, something about podcasts? I don't know. What I'm going to do is I'm just doing a quick search on the web. And I'm going to go... You're going to find an image of it, aren't you? I'm going to paste that into the chat that we're using so that Jay-Z can see what we're talking about with Fab. Don't know whether you saw that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes so people can see if they really want to. But yes, so that's also a Fab. Uh, Sometimes you can get them in slightly different shapes and sizes and stuff. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about iced confectionery. (laughs) This isn't the hamburger cast. Yes, this is not the hamburger cast. I love it. 100% confirmed no hamburgers were hammed during the making of this podcast. Frozen or cooked. That's what you think. Um, anyway, right, yes, so. What are we here for? Video games, innit? I have no idea. Yeah, well, there you go then. So what we usually do is we start off with what have you been playing, but... Usually I'll ask Squidgy, but I would like to ask Unaffiliated Jay-Z since he is the guest. So Unaffiliated Jay-Z, what have you been playing recently? All right, now I'm going to tell you guys, but I'm a little bit scared because it seems like you guys have almost been like playing games in an alternate dimension. So you guys play the games that like I always saw, but didn't end up getting. So <laughs> the games that I've been playing are ones that I've never heard you guys mention. This is very strange to me, but on the computer, uh, I've been playing World of Warcraft. So I know, I know. And uh, Magic Arena, which I'm a big fan of. It's a card game. Ah, cool. But I also have a Switch. And the Switch is actually where I do most of my playing because I can kind of take it with me. Oh, Switch Bros! Yeah, that's right. We should be friends. I want a friend. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We'll hook that up. We'll hook that up after the uh, podcast if you like Switch. Woo! Excellent. And uh, I've been using it as a port machine. So, uh, you know, I've got a couple Switch games, but mainly I've been playing things like uh, Minecraft and Undertale and um, uh, Dead Cells lately. So just kind of stick into the kind of indie games that I maybe bought on on Steam, but didn't actually play. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah, I heard that. Episode. <laughs> Lovely. I didn't I didn't want to look at my numbers. I guess I kind of have to, though, huh? <laughs> Not really. You don't have to. I mean, I was shocked myself considering that when I did that, most of it, no, hardly any of it was brand new games. So it was all like deals. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got a lot of games on Steam. Well, I'm going <laughs> to pretend. I don't think my wife's listening, so I think I might be able to <laughs> look it up. Fantastic. Okay. Um, so you've both got switches. Um, one thing I will point out maybe giving away something that Squidge might want to talk about later, um, is that uh, Squidge actually texted me earlier on today Ugh. and told me that he's been playing Rygo on the Switch. Oh, yes. Beautiful game. Um, I can only say that I've played the Neo Geo version. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a Neo Geo version. Neither did I. It's basically an arcade port, and I'll get into it later, but it's... Um, I'm, I'm no. I'll, I'll probably end up just raging if I talk about it now. <laughs> well, I tell you what, save the rage. We'll come back to it when you're ready to talk about it. Yeah, let's put it in the rage because that's going to help. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So you've been playing Stardew Valley oh, and yeah. uh, oh, what was the other one again? Sorry, Dead Cells. Did you say Dead Cells? Yeah. 
Yeah, my my memory does work still. That's good. Yeah, and and Undertale. Wasn't yeah, and I actually don't think I said Stardew Valley, but I am playing that. So kudos. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow, was, how freaky is that? Clearly, <laughs> I'm I'm using the internet to read your mind. Yeah, but now I heard Lulu talking about was a graveyard keeper. So yeah, yeah, and um, throwing the bodies in the rivers. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, you guys need an affiliate program because I am absolutely picking that one up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I actually did that. It was um. It was weird. I mean, y- you go through the training, right? And of all the things it tells you to do, right? You do the autopsy, right? And then it says you get stuff from the autopsy. So I got a random lump of skin, <laughs> right? And then it said mix that with wheat, pickles, and something else to make a hamburger to keep your your, your strength up from a dead that, body. That's not how that works, though. <laughs> that's. I mean, I, I can understand that's like basic level recycling, but there there is a limit. <laughs> You know, so after that, people. You know, after that, I thought I'm not having this. So I picked up the body. And I just threw it in the river. I'm not having that. Yeah, yeah. There's no evidence. I'll just throw it in. Oh, that reminds me of the scene in Monty Python and the uh, Quest for the Holy Grail. Bring out your dead. Yeah. Bring out your dead. And the guy's like, "He's dead." No, I'm not. <laughs> Shut up! You're stone cold in a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give him a whack on the head. Oh, <laughs> anyway, um, yes. So you're gonna you're gonna look to get uh, graveyard keeper then? Yeah, absolutely. And I saw the scene where he actually throws the body in the water. Like I kind of thought it would just be like a menu <laughs> option, but no, it actually throws you chucking it in the river and it floating away. Yeah. Oh, by the by, if you do get it, just as a a, a quick side note, because Lulu didn't warn me about this, the intro it sort of hits you in the feels. Oh no! It it's only like for a few minutes, but it does hit you in the feels just in case you. A bit sensitive to that because I know I am. Um, I wasn't expecting it, and it, it was sort of a, one of those where I went, "Whoa, okay." For give me ten minutes, yeah. you know, then I'll go back on. You know. well, I don't really like feels, so that's unfortunate. It, it kind of, but it's it's over very quickly. Oh man, I found that Steam page. Which one? Just that one Steam page. External funds used. Oh god. <laughs> now it shows total spend and old spend. Do you add those together, or is it just one of them? How did we do it? before um i don't think we had an old spend no we, we we just add like overall okay well i'm gonna hope that it's just one of these numbers and not both of them so i'll tell you the bigger number this <laughs> <laughs> u.s dollars three thousand eight hundred ninety six wow now, Oof. if you did add the old number i will say it's gonna be over six thousand wow yep that's a lot of money i know i'm just glad it doesn't tell you the games that you haven't played and how much money you've wasted no, that's for the next update. <laughs> yeah. So, hang on, did that beat my total? I'm just trying to find it now, if I'm completely honest. I, th- I think my total was like, because we, we, I found out my total, which I told you in dollars, and then I translated it, didn't I? We, we, yeah. We, we thingied it, and I, th- I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, I think it was over 6,000, but I think you said that maybe some of those were promos, so I was kind of hoping for, you, for your sake that they were. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got a lot of them in deals. Like 18 quid for the entire developers, you, you know, when yep. you get them towards Christmas. Get the entire thing for like eight, $18 or $20, or in my case, pounds. You know, get the whole thing. So, like, when I got the ID pack at Christmas before, um, you know, like, had the new Doom and you had Rage on there, I got everything for like 18, 18 quid, like $20 odd dollars. Oh, man. Now I'm, now I'm looking at the Steam store. What are you guys doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> A bot! A bot! Don't look! Don't look! <laughs> I found the uh, the the post. Oh, God. So 
Squidgy, you spent... No, this is GVP, so I don't mind exchanging it um, at the moment because it's not real money. Um, <laughs> so, Squidgy, you spent £3,130, which, according to my converter, let's have a look, is $4,000. Oh, man. So you're in the lead, Jay-Z. <laughs> well, that's terrible. I, d- I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if is if either of us is either winning or losing at that point. I think the answer to that is yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. I'm quite happy with that. Yeah. Do you still count yeah. as being a collector if it's digital? Yeah, I, right. I You're collecting so. stuff. I mean, yeah. and not especially for me in the Technodrome, I'm running out of room fast. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna have to take some photographs of the Technodrome. Just choice parts of it, like. Uh, like the, the, the shelves you've got set up with your games and stuff. And we definitely, right, we mentioned it on the last episode, but we definitely need to do oh, an episode on the Cupboard of Shame, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, as long as you don't mind seeing things like a lot of, well, a fair few Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball games. <laughs> <laughs> Look, somebody has to buy those games, right? Yeah, and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of Japan, there's one person buying those games, and it's me. Oh, boy. And Team Ninja Earth appreciates your business. <laughs> oh dear, something like that. <clears throat> I'm sure there was a narrative to this at some point. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, oh, do you remember where we was? Yeah, I remember. I remember <laughs> don't worry. So, I haven't played Stardew Valley yet, and I haven't played um, the Graveyard Keeper yet. Are they both basically the same game? Kind of. Yeah. It's it's um. It, it the basic premise is the same, but it's set in different genres. So Stardew Valley is like build your farm, but you can also like go adventuring in in caves and stuff. And um, so I, I, I can boil it down to one or two things. Stardew Valley is OCD with planting carrots, and Graveyard Keeper is OCD with burying bodies and burning witches eventually. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that option, please. <laughs> We have a quarter. I mentioned this last time. We have a quarter. We need to bet on witches. It's not Salem, but, you know, that's the starting point. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Um, step move away so, quickly. Hello. <laughs> so what about Undertale, though? Uh, I know that Squidgy's a huge fan of Undertale, especially some of the music. And obviously, I get the feeling that Jay-Z is a big fan of Undertale, because otherwise he wouldn't have been playing it. Yeah, it's um, it's really awkward and weird, so I, that's what I like the most about it. I, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I'm trying not to fight anything, but they make it Hold really, on. really hard on you. They're like they really, they really push your buttons sometimes, mm. some of the monsters. It's, it's a Which bull- is a bit of a role reversal, I guess. It, well, it's, it's meant to be. Yeah, but I kind of feel like uh, you know, if I didn't know about the game going into it, if I hadn't heard from people about how you can not fight and, and whatnot, I think I would have played it differently, and I think I might have enjoyed it a little bit more. But now that I know that there's a way to not fight uh, most things or anything, then I keep I feel obligated to play that way. So it's kind of taking a little bit of the fun out of it for me because I feel like I've kind of stuck on a path that I've set myself on. Well, the, the thing is, there's there's like three essential ways you can play Undertale. One of them is a pacifist route; you don't kill anything. One of them is a neutral route where you might kill a few things occasionally and not mean it. And one of them is a genocide route. And if you go down the genocide route, all I'm going to say is good luck against Sans near the end. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of heard that. Yeah, because if you, if you think the game's bad, go against Sans at the end because it's it's just, oh God. But if if anyone goes into that game knowing about that and chooses to kill stuff, 
it's just no. <laughs> Don't talk to me because it's so much more fun not killing stuff. Just the range of story you can get and responses and, you know, and all, all that lovely, wonderful stuff. Yeah, so that's what I heard. So that's how I'm kind of playing it. But I, I want to see, you know, I want to see what happens if I do kill stuff. But I know, knowing me, I'm never going to come back to the game. I'm going to beat it once, if that, and I'm never going to play it again. Well, well, l- let me put it this way. If you played the genocide route of the game, obviously, I'll, I'll put a big thing here of, I'm not going to spoil it, okay? But big spoiler alert. This isn't a spoiler, but if you do play the genocide route, the game remembers what you've done in the previous game. Oh. And it reacts accordingly. So the best way you can play it first off is pacifist to experience everything you can. Okay. So maybe I'll feel better about it. Like if I get to the end, then maybe I'll want to start it over again. But I just know I tend to not kind of replay story based games. But the thing is, if if you go via a pacifist route first and then jump into a, a genocide route, not only does the game remember the characters who you encounter, remember <laughs> and act accordingly. So it's kind of like you're, you, because you're going through the full genocide, killing everything, they sort of remember from the previous game. Wow. And and they start to wonder why you're doing this. And there's, there's, it's, it's a whole, it's it's to do with a story point as well. Again, so I'm not going to spoil it, but it the game does remember and it's got, I think there are, depending on how you go through the game and the choices you make, there are 43 different ways to play the entire game. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Minimum. Okay. So it does have replay value. <laughs> so, so wait, hang on, 43 ways to play the game, but all mm-hmm. of them have the same stupid haircut on the main character. Yes. <laughs> well, that's a bummer. You can actually make the game harder by calling your character a specific name as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you see, I love all that kind of things. Uh, what was the, what was that game you were playing before Squidge? That was a, a free free to play game. DDLC. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what I really like about the way you've described um, Undertale there is because there's there's that many different ways to play the game, and obviously the developers have gone, how can we make this different? Let's make sure that the uh, you know the game remembers how you've previously played it. Mm. That's an, that's like extra. That's like a level of effort that takes it up to eleven. You know, let's make the game a little different to play. If if you play a certain genocide run and characters in the game you you go to start game and it's a black screen and you just hear wind <laughs> right and you have to wait 10 minutes before the game will even acknowledge that you're waiting to start again wow you'll just hear wind sounds so it, it remembers everything i mean you can go into the settings and delete your save file blah 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 but the thing is it's kind of it's better if you start playing it, complete it, and then decide to do other stuff. The game absolutely remembers, and you basically, if you choose the wrong thing or you decide to be an absolute maniac, you will pay for it. That's a that's a commitment, though. Like I yeah. can't really commit to beating a game once, let alone multiple times. <laughs> I can completely understand. I'm, I've got the same problem, to be honest. I've got a cycle of get a new game, start playing a game, rant about a game, get a new game, start playing that game. Don't complete the original. Yeah, I like I it that way, too. It. Yeah. Yeah, and then then you start to pick up the original game you got, forgot everything, start again. It's the Bethesda Gambit, you know, with um, Oblivion, Skyrim. You get so far through it. I can't remember what I'm doing. You know what? I'll start again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but um, if you do have time, 
to play Undertale multiple times, um, I would advise you do it. But if you do decide to do the genocide route, um, Sans will punish you for it. Oh, it's it's tough. Like there's 25 like years of good games to play. So every mm. game that comes out now has to compete for my time against 25 years of really good games. Mm. How do you compete against that? Um. Oh, oh, cake, cake. The promise of cake <laughs> that works on me every time. I guess I just <laughs> need to play more video games. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the only maybe. thing that makes sense. That's it. The only thing that makes sense: colon video games. I'm the not going to play a colon video game. <laughs> <laughs> I like them, but not oh. that much. Come on. <laughs> oh boy, I'm trying to resist <laughs> googling. <laughs> Don't Google Call of Gaming. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so bringing this back to a certain semblance of sanity. Um, have you I've, ever I've played say, DDLC, Joe? D, uh, is that Double May Cry? No, it stands for um, Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, no, I've heard about it, though. Oh, if, if you get a chance, do it. It is. It's, it's a, a fabulously low price of free. You know, so instantly it's already too expensive for me. Right. Because um, obviously I spent all my money on my, my Steam library. Um, That's it. And it, it, it's essentially sort of like a, a visual novel dating sim. Uh-huh. And um, after the first time you complete it, one of the characters, so Monica, the, one of the main characters, realizes that she, um, she's in a video game, so she becomes sentient. Whoa. Oh, and she and she starts messing with the other characters' traits, so you know, like a personality <laughs> bar. So the the lower the personality bar, the more the more their traits become prominent. So one of them is is having trouble with the family at home. One of them's got depression. The other one's into self harm. And the second time you play it through, she starts messing with the dials. So the one that's having problem problems at home, um, she becomes like slightly sassy. She goes from slightly sassy to being a complete jerk. The one that's into self harm really goes for it. Um, <laughs> and the one with depression, by the time your second playthrough goes through, she's hung herself at the end of it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and the thing is, you can you can actually go. I mean, it tells you at one point to go into the system files on your PC and delete a character. Whoa. Yeah, you have to go in, yeah, bring up Windows Explorer, find the file, delete the file and start the game again. And if if you if you install it from scratch and you start deleting characters before you even play, it'll alter how you play it. So for example, someone went through the entire story, right, and did all this stuff and then it, it gets to a point where every time you complete it, it forces you to delete one of the characters. So it ends up what what Monica wants to do is have you and her in a room talking forever. Oh, that sounds like fun. And if you delete <laughs> hair through the system files, it brings back the other three characters. Ah. However, because she's deleted and the other three characters are there, one of the other ones will pick up the mantle of Psycho and start showing them traits. So if and the thing is you can do that. I mean, I was reading the other day that you can actually um mess with the files and turn all of them into psychos <laughs> and then start the game. <laughs> wow so please tell me these are not 40 hour time to beat games no 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 they're okay. um you can play the first game you can complete it within about two hours oh see that's that's nice but it's one of those where every time that you restart it um if you delete a character because you've got your four main characters on the main screen as you start if you delete one it's all like a weird pixelated art of where yeah, they used like to be pixely static stuff isn't it 
Okay. It's, it's meant to be like a corruption of the image, and then you you keep going with you, there's there's all different ways you can play it, and it's absolutely hilarious from start to finish. Because <laughs> it it's just it's it's like you you slowly think you're going insane because of things going on, and then it just turns back to normal. You played it before to a point where you think, did anyone else see that? <laughs> Is it just me? Oh man, <laughs> that's a, we we live in a great time for video games. Yeah. Yeah, especially Easter eggs and stuff. It's got lots of Easter eggs in there as well and things to find. That's the crazy thing about DDLC, right? It's literally just a trailer for a different game. Hmm. Like it was produced and released as a way of, like you don't find out until after you've finished all of the ways through and then gone to Google and looked up some stuff and figured out all of the secret, like the uh, Easter eggs and stuff and found out all of that. When you find out all the information about the game, including going to the website that's sort of hidden away and you need to put a code in to get there, when you finally get there, you get more hints to a different <laughs> video game that stars the character of Monica. Oh, wow. So it's like it's almost like an AR game at that point. It's yeah, really it's, cool. it's really weird because the, I mean, I, I, I look through Reddit through um like ddl6 i was really intrigued and people were diving into the game and you get like um sections of um files where um they're in programmer code and you have to translate them and it's like a creepy pasta or something <laughs> and then you then you get an image which you have to you have to do stuff to to see a, a, like a, a weird image file you've got to invert the colors and then wrap it around a cone a 3d cone to see an image and then you actually oh if gosh. you go if you go right deep into it, there is um, there's a, a file, and it's Monica, the, the, what the main character, speaking directly to you, referring that she doesn't think she's in the right place. She thinks she belongs somewhere else, and that you and her have got to go go somewhere else and save something. So essentially, the first time you're playing it, you sort of realize something's wrong because when you've got like dating sims, it's based on um, choices you make. So yes and no statements, choices you make. The the dialogue in the game is a hell of a lot deeper than that. It's it's more than just I wrote this script for an answer. You know, it's 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 very deep, so you realise that this this is way too involved just for a dating sim. And then it starts to go a bit weird on you. <laughs> <laughs> and and then it starts to go weird on you? <laughs> and yeah, that's the point it starts to go weird on you. Yeah. Wow. But uh but yeah, it's um, it's it's a fun little game. But you know, with it being the fabulously low price of free, and originally I was humming and iron about it, you know. But on yep. the Steam pitch, the first thing it says for the tags on the right is psychological horror, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all bright and colourful and yeah. cheerful, like most visual novels is, you know. So yeah, that's um, that's that's a fun one if you like uh, games that you can repeat pretty quickly, but they get weird on you. So is that squidgy approved then? That is squidgy approved to a point. <laughs> to a point. To a point. I love it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, so squidgy, what have you been playing since we last recorded? <laughs> Good. Straight back to a point. Um, yeah. I've picked up recently um, the new Fist of the North Star game for PS4. Oh, is that the sort of Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors? Yeah. Type I game? mean, the other ones were. This one kind of plays like a Yakuza game. So it's not stages; cool. it's a continual story. Okay, and you can—it's it, not just like you know you've you've got like rage attacks and Muso, well rage attacks equivalent of Muso and whatever, and it's set in the Fist of the North Star universe, so completely over the top. Of course, and a, a lot of um, like 
screams that you'd hear from like martial arts movies. I'm not going to replicate them, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And um, but you can you can equip stuff. There's the story to it. You um, you know you can buy and collect items. It's if you've seen Fist of the North Star, imagine that applied to the Yakuza engine, like the old '80s movie. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah that, okay, it's, I've it's, seen that. it's yeah. So it's that. Imagine that, but pasted into um the yakuza fighting style engine and doing stuff as far from what i've played so far i haven't got to many side quests but it's sort of it's it's that opposed to the previous release which was made by the same people who made like the warriors games so that was jump in kill stuff grab a bike smack them over the head type thing this it's more story driven (laughs) Okay. Well, now, so the the '80s movie I remember had a, a particularly gruesome scene. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Think so. Yeah. There's a, there's a guy like a guy who wears like a cage over his head to keep his brain from exploding. <laughs> Am I thinking of the right movie? <laughs> yeah. Um. The the main character in it, I can't remember his name for the life of me. He he specializes in using pressure points. Yeah. And he hits certain pressure points to make people die, essentially. And um, he's had the 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 technique fist of the north star done on him so he's got seven points on his chest and he survived it okay so he, he was taught the tech i think it was he was taught the technique properly after that and then it was there was a success that needed to be chosen and there was him and his brother and they had to fight a lot and you learn as you go along but a, a lot of the game is you you beat someone you, you beat one of the enemies down to very low health and then you push a button and you do one of the uh, pressure point attacks and it ends up them just exploding <laughs> all right <laughs> so violent to say the least yeah, very I funny, like it. but i haven't been able to pick up a uh like a racing like a, a proper motorbike and beat someone up with it yet <laughs> which you, you could in the previous one you can knock them off the bike pick it up and use it as a weapon you know those times sign of you, a successful game you know those times where you just got to pick up a bike and twock someone over the head with it oh yeah <laughs> twock yeah. <laughs> twock <laughs> I do say, stood there with your monocle on and your boxing gloves, you know, twock. Sorry, my boxing monocle. I always wear my boxing monocle when I when I, I do that in real life, you know, or in games, indeed. Yeah. That's a really strange image, Screech. <laughs> what, a boxing monocle? Don't you wear one when you go boxing? No, I do. <laughs> Just an awkward silence and random laughing. So I'm still Googling head exploding no. 80s movies. <laughs> Skip off that Hellraiser. is a good way to spend. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, I feel like that's a good way to spend a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> just googling it, exploding eighties movies. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> really. So, have you, have you just been just playing that Scratch? <laughs> um, that um, I've been because I, I had to um, uh, repurchase a PS4 recently, so I've been downloading stuff on that and. Because my old one died, none of my save files backed up, so I've been trying to re- redo stuff. So I've been mainly mainlining Diablo 3 a bit to try and get that. But I've done that a lot, so I don't even need the sound on for that. Um, you go into Diablo-based autopilot. Yeah, pretty much. Um, because I've played it a hell of a lot over multiple formats, including Switch when it comes out. I don't care. Um, Diablo 3 on the move? I do think so. Um but there's that. I've I've pre-ordered Warriors Orochi 4, which comes out next week. Um, so I'm going to be mainlining that when that comes out. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. I've just been just 
faffing around. <laughs> not, not much major new stuff to play at the moment, so I'm just spend my time faffing. I'll give it a month. Christmas is coming. Yeah, oh, that's the, true. Yeah. The, the, there are a lot of games coming out, but unfortunately, for various reasons, there's certain games I can't actually play anymore, or that I can't play that are coming out. Um, so I ain't been able to touch Spider-Man. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to play Red Dead Two. Um, although, to be honest, I don't. I, there's there's a fair few controversies surrounding that, and all I'm going to say is the horses. Um, so I don't fancy staring at that while I'm trying to ride somewhere. Um, <laughs> oh boy! And any, any anyone with half a mind or sort of following it will realise what I'm on about. Um, it's not something I want to stare. I even want in my perifs while I'm trying to ride somewhere. I know you know what I'm on about, Jersey. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, but Kapragman, do you know what I'm on about? I have no idea. Right. Okay. So, so one of the things that Rockstar have done is they've animated horse genitalia. <laughs> right. Major innovation in video Major game technology. Innovation. This is the next level. Right, you got this, and then next gen console. So they've done that, and it's to a point where while you're riding on a horse, galloping places, it's swinging free. Uh, see, I'm, I'm more interested in riding an Arcanine. <laughs> I, I don't need realistic horses. No, thank you. Make mine Pokemon. That's that's the mod we need in uh, Red Dead. Just just let us ride Pokemon on the backs of Pokemon with it. Not not even with a harness. Let's just let's just ride a fire horse. Because, you know, Odette Nightmares, we, we rode the four horses of the apocalypse. Why not have a Pokemon in there as well? Oh, no, for some reason I've now got the scene in <laughs> stuck in my <laughs> Oh, dear. Now, there's a first. There's a first. Kaprogman saying the word, and I'm going to repeat it now, but on the podcast. Well, there's a first time for everything, and unfortunately it might be today. Yes, it's not college in this case, so, you know. <laughs> Wait, I've, I've heard quite a few bleeps on the show. I kind of assumed that some of those were... were f- no, no, the, the, the bleeps are words like, you know. Oh. Which is going to get a bleep anyway. <laughs> well, that really changed the meaning of what I, what I thought I'd been listening to. <laughs> and and I might add that those words, when said, either by myself or the progman, he forced me to say them. <laughs> I didn't want them to. I didn't want to say that. He just forced me to say them. Says, "We'll beep them out," you know. Yeah. Apart from the one section where we made a joke about Tourette's, which that was <laughs> that was um, that was just random beeps. I wasn't actually swearing. <laughs> Bit of behind the scenes there. Although I think with the shovel should be beeped anyway. But you know. The problem is for people listening, they ain't gonna have a clue as to what you said. Then I know. <laughs> it's just, I heard the beeps and I thought they were. And then you're gonna go. Well, no, they're actually. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shall we move on uh, to, to to my next favourite section? Well, do I not get to t- tell you about the games I've been playing? No. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I'll tell you that I'm gonna be a little disappointed if there's not a Resident Evil game in there. You are with him. Prepare to be disappointed. Uh, although, speaking of which, now that you said Resident Evil, I don't know whether to drop the bomb yet. Ooh. Because it is kind of related. The one you've been teasing? Yes, the one I've been teasing for a hell of a long time. And I've got a feeling that if I dropped it now, Dylan from the Arcade Attack would probably kill me. Nah. Because he already knows. And the thing is, if, if he mentions it, I'll flat out deny it. Yeah, we, we talked about you driving all the way to his house yes. to deny it to his face. <laughs> In a forklift. That's the one, yeah. So, I, you know what? After Kaprogman, 
tells us about the games he's been playing, I'll drop it. You know what? I'm not going to wait anymore. I'll drop it. Okay, fair enough. It's an exclusive. The background uh, about the forklift is in the last episode, the Shenmue Shimmy, we were talking to Dylan and Adrian of Arcade Attack, which if you don't listen to their podcast, you totally should. Um, we were talking to those dudes and we talked about uh, the, the bomb that Squidgy's going to drop. Um, and we talked about some stuff. The Sock of Time. Yeah, the Sock of Time, uh, which was supposed to be the the Sword of Time or whatever it was from The Legend of Zelda, but we couldn't remember what it was. No, I remember. Do you, do you want me to go back into it? No, at the, at the time, at the time, we couldn't remember what it was called. And then we talked about... Uh, Surprise Waluigi. Surprise, surprise Waluigi. Surprise Waluigi. Uh, we, we talked about how Nintendo should totally troll everyone by releasing the trailer for the next um, Super Smash Brothers, but replace every single character in the trailer with Waluigi and then not have him being available to play as in the game. <laughs> now, that's that's some trolling level. Yeah, yeah. But then they release some kind of like secret DLC. Like They, they don't advertise. They just dump it out there. It updates on your Switch, and then everyone is Waluigi. <laughs> for one day everyone fights as Waluigi for one day no matter what happens just him in different costumes that is an idea for sure <laughs> it's not a good idea but it's an idea no. but yeah so the, the forklift truck bit was essentially uh, Squidgy was talking about driving down to Dylan's house in a forklift truck at four miles an hour on the freeway to go do something and then we've turned that into we're going to drive down the motorway in the forklift truck at four miles an hour in order to, to deny everything. <laughs> yeah, and then just drive back at four miles an hour. You know, it's a trip out. That's it. What can I say? Yeah, it's it's an afternoon. It's fine. It's a great way to spend. <laughs> not a great way, but a way to spend an afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> right. So before I drop the bomb, do you want to tell us what you've been playing then? Yeah, so um, uh, it was actually last night I decided to to set up, I think I've talked about it a little before, uh, Emulation Station, which is a front end for RetroArch. So I've set that up on my computer. Um, and last night I was playing a combination of Warriors Orochi 2 and Fantasy Star Online and the first Resident Evil, the, the remake for the GameCube. I knew it, I knew it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Called out. You see, there you go. There you go. You've been busted. I didn't get very far. I didn't get very far at all, but I was playing it. And I did get munched, which is a sentence that I can say. Um, well, you know what? In the Resident Evil remake, everyone gets munched. Yeah, exactly, right? I, I like it. They've so much of it is familiar to people who've played the original, but it's also all changed around and uh, sort of mixed up a bit that obviously make, keeps it fresh but I'm going no I should be able to get through this room and I remember <laughs> when it first came out Squidge you and I were playing it and we couldn't figure out how to blow the dog whistle like where you had to stand <laughs> and I had the same issue you've got to go outside to do it it's, yeah it was I was standing there going no this should work this should work and it didn't and then I got munched so I remember I played that a just bit. as a quick callback I remember when I first got my GameCube I got Star Fox Adventures and I got Resident Evil. And you had the intro where the zombie sits up and then gets shot. And then you start the game. Yeah. And I remember what's affectionately been called in the speedrunning community is the Corridor of Death, which is the first corridor you go into and you see that red zombie laid down where you mm -hmm. go to get the, the arrowhead. And the second time yes. you go through that corridor, the zombie stands up. Well, the crimson head mm -hmm. stands up. I remember when going to grab the... Having got the imitation key going to grab the real key from up the stairs when the zombie stood up just before I went through the door 
um, the exact words that I said was, oh, hell no, and I turned it off. <laughs> I'll play Star Fox Adventures for the next 10 hours. I'm not having that. <laughs> yeah. I do remember the first time that you powered it on, and it's that attract video. I don't know. Have you seen it, Jay Z? No, I don't think so. Oh, there's an attract video, right? Where it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like a morgue type thing, and there's a there's a table in front of you, and there's a body bag on it, and you see it shifting a little bit, and you hear a zombie's moan, and then the 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 body bag sort of sits up, and you see that the head's outside the body bag, so it sits up, it starts to sit up, and then at one point you just hear a gunshot. There's a flash. And then you hear the zombie do a different kind of mode and then just slams back on the table again. And that's before the game even starts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the attract. And yeah. I remember seeing that and I got to the menu and I sort of went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, yeah. and just no. <laughs> an hour later, playing, after playing Star Fox, I might actually start to play it this time. And then I saw that zombie and I went, nah, I'm not doing it. I'll do- nope, nope. I'm already 5,000. Not doing it. Turn off. Not doing it. <laughs> the the only yeah. Resident Evil game I really played was five, actually. And aside from like the you know the, the social issues, uh, bad, bad, bad. I loved it, and I tried playing other ones, and they just didn't feel the same to me. And so I think I kind of spoiled my experience by playing that one first. Um, you you played the the Resident Evil Four style of Resident Evil games, and the the first proper co op one. Okay. That's that's where you started because obviously one to three, and Co Veronica was fixed camera angles. Yeah, um, that's hard to go back to if you haven't played them before. I think. Yeah, um, I actually it took me, I think six hours to complete Resi Five when I first got it. I went to a midnight launch, and then I got home, was tired, went to bed. So I did, I went to the midnight launch for nothing, essentially. <laughs> um, and then when I started playing it, it was a weekend when I started playing it. And I remember the, the second day I completed it. But what I did was I, I, in the options, if you don't change it, if you're playing by yourself, you have partner reaction, which means if you shoot them, the bullets bounce off them. If you turn it off, the bullets <laughs> go through them. So all I'm going to say is, you know, the Uroboros fight in the lab where you've got to use a flamethrower. Oh, yeah. Imagine Sheva standing directly in front of you and you're trying to shoot through with bullets bouncing off her. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to do that fight. That was me for two hours. Uh Screaming at the top of my lungs, move! (laughs) (laughs) To which which point people were walking in going, what's up? Go away, move! (laughs) This this person just won't move, go away! Then they shut the door. Just leave them alone. (laughs) I love a good boss fight. That's awesome. I I totally remember this. Uh, uh, And and, um, I don't think I've ever mentioned this, but what do you call... Since you played Resi Five, you know the the mines level where you the, you 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 just come out the mines and running up the the um the side of the cliff and throwing dynamite at you. Then you move something over and you jump down. And you have the massive boss that's like uh, a caterpillar with bat wings. You know which one I'm on about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What what did you call that? I didn't call her anything. <laughs> right. Because me and my friend Ike, when we saw that, we came up with exactly the same name at exactly the same point, and we said it at exactly the same time. <laughs> we called it the uh, the pig bat peed. <laughs> oh, we had wow. no idea how to kill it, but we called it the pig bat peed, and we still do to this day. <laughs> oh, God, it's the pig bat peed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fitting. Would you recommend that uh, Jay-Z plays the Revelations games? since they're a sort of similar 
behind the shoulder 3D action you run around shooty. Well, it depends. Um, obviously, because I don't know. Um, uh, Jay Z, do you prefer a good story, or do you prefer like RPG elements to? What I'm essentially saying is, would you prefer like a main story, or would you prefer the same game style into a progressive stage thing where you can level up yourself and guns? Yeah, actually, you know, I was listening to the Lulu episode, and I kind of feel like I've gone the opposite with games. The older I get and the more I play games, the less story I want. Right, okay, so Revelations 2, given that you have to play the first chapter only, there's a mode on it called Raid Mode. Oh, and it's 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 an up, upgrade from the first Revelations where you had raid mode and you played as specific characters in the first one and you went through essentially the main game but in like a, an arcade style. So you could buy different guns, you can put um, parts on them, you could, you'd level up your character and you'd go through in like a, an arcade style way of doing stuff, short, sharp levels. Uh-huh. In the first game, it started off fun and then got incredibly hard. In Revelations 2, it got incredibly fun to a point where over all of the ports that I've got of it, I've sunk over 700 hours into it. (laughs) So that was Revelations. Okay, let me see what that's like on Steam. Resident Evil Revelations 2 is the one you want because you start off playing as Claire Redfield and Moira Burton, so Barry Burton's daughter. I'm sorry, say his name correctly. (laughs) You play as someone's daughter called Moira Burton, and you play as this guy in the second part of the chapter, and the guy you play play as is Barry Mother Burton. Oh, that's what that word was. Yeah, that yeah, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. But that's you, the yeah. one of the ones I thought was. Yeah, it's 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 not it's it's not it's you know so which is going to be beeped out again, which is always fun, you know. Um, but it's. It... <laughs> I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to bleep both of those out. So every time any of us says. I'm going to bleep it. Every time one of us says I'm going to bleep it. So then it'll be, I thought it was No, it was you know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But yeah, um, Resident Evil Revelations 2, um, you can you can buy extra characters in it if you don't get like the full edition. So you can play as like Albert Wesker and Hunk. So is this is this buy new characters with real money? It's, it's like DLC. I don't understand how to buy this. If you get the Switch version, because it's on the Switch, everything's Ooh. included. Okay. But you, I mean, some of the characters you get to play as, you get to play as Claire, Barry Mullen, Moira, you get to play as Leon, you get to play as Jill Valentine, you get to play as Albert Wesker, you get to play as Hunk, you get to play as one of the characters in the game called Gina, where one of her unlocked characters is Lady Hunk, <laughs> which just imagine Hunk, but with female legs. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> What, hunk with female legs, Mr. Death. <laughs> Dr. Death, sorry. Let me get that right. Um, but yeah, um, it, it is a lot of fun. And because you get the, the, the premise of it is the, the, in the story, one of the characters creates a battle simulation and you're a guinea pig in a battle simulation. So what you do is you go over to a mannequin and you choose what skin you want because it's just a massive computer battle simulation. Ah. And the skin is a character, and they've got like different skills. You can level them up. You can get different weapons. And when you play co-op, if you invite someone to the game in in the main room that you've got, there's different bits you can do. And then there's like a, a leaderboard, so a cork board and a blue door. If you invite someone into your game, once they join your game, the door opens and they just come wandering in. 
like hello <laughs> just come wandering in it, i thought that was very novel but it's it's got a button of stages at varying different difficulties and if you want to just pick up pick up and play something where you can just shoot something and then move on it's brilliant okay i do like to pick things up shoot and then move on hmm not something you can do in every game not something you do in real life no, not in real life. That's that's. I, I feel that's why games are invented. But not not in every game can you pick someone up, you know, shoot someone, and then move on. I mean, fighting games makes it difficult. Dating simulator games, depending on which one you play, it's it's recommended, but it's not possible in game. Games that are incredibly hard, so stuff like Dark Souls, I'd pick up the pad, start the game, and then throw the pad yeah. before doing anything. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's just one of those games, kind of like a a Tekken game. You know, if if you've got like 10, 15 minutes spare and you just want to beat the living crap out of something or indeed shoot something, I definitely recommend it. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, I like games where I can play for like four hours, like one weekend. I could just kind of binge on it, you know, maybe maybe six, maybe eight hours and then not mm. play it for six weeks and then play it again without any like frustration or loss of continuation. I can't think of any games I've got recently where I can do that. You know, I figured like the arcade style is like I can pick up play level. You know, if I come back to it and I'm rusty and bad, I can go to an easier difficulty setting. Or I can do something else. Maybe I un- unlock a new gun or a new level or new something. Mm. So it's still fun for me, and it it deals with that big break better. I, th- I think that's why I struggle with games like Skyrim so much. I can't remember what I'm doing. I'll just start again. Yeah, <laughs> but that's kind of frustrating to me too. Because uh, so I love Skyrim. It's a lot of fun. I, I I'm a serial character starter. But I, I like playing it that way. So I've never really gone too far. I haven't beaten Skyrim, but I probably have, I don't know, 100 hours in it. But I like to go through. I like to create the new character. I like to try the Thieves Guild one time or the Mages Guild another time. I don't want to do that all in one character. Right. Just give me a second. I've, I've got to write this down real quick. So serial <laughs> character starter. Yes. I haven't got uh, any other words to um, describe that character. So I'm going to write that down because... Um, uh, Chief problems has got um, has got the same problem as me. We just keep restarting. Uh huh. Yeah. So I, yeah, but that's only because he likes the character creation wizard. He, he like, likes menus. Like yeah, legit. If you could make a an RPG character creation system as a game, he would play it for hours. You would and all. Do you guys play the Divinity Original Sin games? Oh god, I got that on Xbone and um, Xbox One. Anyone doesn't know that. First time I read it, it said XB1. It was abbreviated. So I I honestly thought the new console was going to be called Nextbone. And I've called it that ever since. The I know which one you're on about. It's the recent one, isn't it? Yeah, there's two of them. Me and my friend, we started characters on that. And we, we like putting weird names on. <laughs> so I was a thief. I was a female thief who never got into combat because you have to get behind the enemies to do it. And my friend, uh-huh. uh, Ike, he was a uh, a warrior, so he'd run in and I'd try to get around the back of him, 10 base, and it, I'd just never get there, so he'd get all the experience. So I called my character Patricia of Violence. <laughs> and he he had a guy on it with one like old-school military-style tash, you know, the massive ones. Yeah. And he called his character's Browse McBigtash. So you have Browse McBigtash and Patricia O'Violence trying to save the world. You guys are the greatest at creating character <laughs> names, I've got to say. And through through the story of the first game, we ended up, he he equipped a bucket on his head as a piece of armor. Uh-huh. And I learned a skill of how to talk to chickens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, we have in this country, 
we do have in the UK a politician called Lord Buckethead. We don't. I don't know whether you guys know about this. Do we? But there is a politician called. Yeah, have you not seen it, Squidge? No. Lord Buckethead. He's a real, a real guy. Let me get you a link <laughs> just so you can see it. I want you to see this, Squidge. It's amazing. <laughs> right? Right? There's this wonderful picture. Right? <laughs> I'm just going to go slightly political for a moment, right? There's this wonderful picture because he, he ran for um, for government in the same constituency as the current <laughs> Prime Minister of the UK. So there's this wonderful picture. <laughs> there oh, it is. Is this the one um, that I think it is? Him standing next to Theresa May as they read out the oh, him and Theresa her face is wonderful because it's like, really, really. <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's it's kind of like um, Dark Souls has invaded politics. That picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a we have a weird background in this country of doing stuff like that. So there used to be, uh, I think they're still running, but they were huge in the eighties. Oh, a political party called that's it, the Monster Raving Looney, and party, it gained followers, which is just wow. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Probably, yes. Psychos, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. For the listeners, uh, it kind of looks like if Darth Vader said knee. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best description. Oh, my God. What I want to say is just before Squidgy Teeth gives away the thing that he's been teasing for oh, ages, because yeah. I just want to stretch it out a little bit further, um, we did have a tweet from Jay Z uh, yesterday, I believe it was, as of recording. So, because of the great. Yeah, great, because of the great podcast time machine wobbliness. Timecast pod machine. That's the one, the timecast pod machine wibbly wobbliness. We're obviously recording this before it goes out, because recording it after it goes out. Would- oh, it's too difficult to do that. It's way too difficult. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it puts a terrible strain on, on me for editing it together. Um, and the time machine, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, so in our previous episode, we'd asked the community what they think retro games is and where it sits and, you know, what is retro gaming? And I remember that Squidgy and I had a, a big discussion about it. And I know that, that Jay-Z contacted us over Twitter and mentioned and said, you know, this is what I think. But what I would like, uh, Jay-Z, if that's all right, for, is for you to sort of let the listeners know what that is and maybe go into it a little bit if that's all right yeah and so if i remember um i, I don't remember who said what but somebody said uh cartridges was kind of their definition of dead it was I, I said from like mega drive onwards okay yeah, yeah and that was a little weird because the new switch has cartridges mm. and uh Gaprog man i think you said uh, like two consoles right like two consoles back anything before that yeah current gen one is two consoles okay and those are both really good but like for me i still think that there's games coming out now that are are retro like so i consider undertale to be a retro game even though it's obviously got some kind of features and some kind of meta gaming stuff going on that is far above what happened meta but it just feels so retro to me that i i have to call it a retro game so as for my definition, uh, I don't really have a good one <laughs> because it's basically games that feel like the kind of games that came out, you know, 20 years ago. Mm. Mm. Interesting. So here's the question, right? And it is for both. Yeah. Do you want me to drop the bomb now or would, should we do the next segment?
Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by G.H. See the show notes for more details. Meanwhile, Squidgy sat there going, eh?